I cannot believe that this movie has the all-star cast it did. That's just mind-blowing, honestly. It feels like if you were a time traveler and you wanted to like mess with a whole bunch of actors' careers, you could just go back to this movie. You could stab John Stewart in the eye. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> shoot you. I will not. Now what? Welcome to Paths of Fear, the weekly podcast where we give our takes on horror movies and explore the opinions of our audience. I'm Ian. And I'm Marshall. And this week, we're looking at The Faculty. It won for our runner-up week and was recommended by audience member Young Bonker. And I keep forgetting if I'm consistent with saying who recommended the movie or not. Because sometimes we do, and then I don't say anything. So that's got to work on that. But anyways, it's an American science fiction uh, horror movie made in 1998. It was written by Kevin Williamson and directed by Robert Rodriguez, who also directed, like, the Spy Kids and stuff. So I, I can see that. I just get some Spy Kids <laughs> vibes. Um... What do we do? You tease the movie now, Ian? Is that what happens? I do usually tease. So it's weird. Like sometimes we'll have like a little, a little talk and then tease. I feel like we should just go ahead and tease and then talk. We just immediately tease. Yeah, let's <laughs> just tease like right off the bat. I like how we're just figuring this out like every single episode. Yeah. Like, no, how do we, what do we do for this podcast again? I don't know. Anyways, I'll throw down a teaser. <laughs> Casey Connor is a perpetually harassed high school newspaper photographer. He and the somewhat vindictive editor-in-chief Delilah stumble across something in the teacher's lounge that they weren't meant to see. Something otherworldly has started to manipulate the minds of people at their school. It's up to the two of them to convince others of this alien incursion and stop it before it's too late. They must be wary, however, as they are closely monitored by the faculty. Wonderful. Well, in order to uh, get like really in the spirit for this movie, I did like so many drugs before we started recording. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and now I'm like super dehydrated, so really feel like I'm ready to talk about this. Movie. Yes, uh, to talk about this movie, you should always be delirious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you think the deliriousness increases your rating or decreases it? Um, I can't think that far ahead right now. I'm not going to lie. That's fair. Yeah. Well, I can tell you, the part that I was a little conflicted about when rating this movie is I did enjoy the movie. I thought it was fun to watch. However, admittedly, most of my... Uh, satisfaction came from its wacky cast i mean j just like seeing john stewart there and being like wait is that john's no that can't be wait no that definitely is and then just that happening like several times and of course like wait hold up frodo baggins excuse me i very genuinely believe that this is the role that got elijah wood frodo baggins 
Yeah, and and it's so funny because um, he's the only person in this movie who looks like he could be in high school. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, I guess Zeke wasn't supposed to look like he was in high school, though. Although, man, he tried with his haircut. Damn. Mm-hmm. Uh, only someone in high school could make a haircut that bad. <laughs> but anyways, uh, while I did... I got a lot of humor out of the cast and uh, some goofy moments and overall enjoyed the movie just because, of course, our ratings are then put against the other movies we've watched. I have to give this movie a three. A three? Um, what do you mean? This puts it in line with The Cube. Um, Teeth, I think, was about down there, uh, which I think is where this movie fits in terms of the actual movie quality. Now, we do ask our audience how much they enjoy it so i think those will be higher because like i said i did enjoy the movie but my actual horror movie score has to be a three because i can't i can't do a disservice to every movie we've put above a three <laughs> for this See, for this movie my take on it is i rate the movie uh just based on how quality it is it doesn't necessarily have to be hit all the check marks of, like horror for me yeah because i feel like so much horror works outside of like traditional horror tropes and then beyond that so much of it needs to not function like other horror movies in order to work with what it is um Mm -hmm. this movie i felt like it was a classic 90s movie that was kind of like just a cut above other 90s movies uh it had it just felt so cliche 90s but then it was somehow just a little better that's Um, fair so, personally, I'm giving this movie a 7, uh, which I guess averages us out to a 5. Uh, which is a, which is actually a score I considered giving oh. this movie. Um, no, I, I think that's completely fair, though. While it is so cheesy, in a way that that cheesiness is what gives it the sort of charm that does make it enjoyable. Yeah, exactly. It's a charmful cheesy rather than being like a painful cheesy. Although I would say maybe some parts of it are a little painful. Like a little rough. <laughs> but um, no, I definitely understand that. If for some reason, just with this movie, I can't rate it higher than a three, even though I enjoyed it and I think it's a fun watch. I just can't rate it higher. <laughs> uh, our audience score was a 6.5 average with uh, most of the scores actually being an eight. Or half of the scores being an eight. Well, not bad. Yeah. Cool. Well, do you want to go ahead and give us a little summary in, and then we'll hop into it a little more? Yeah, I can do that. Coach Willis dismisses Harrington High's football team after an intense training session to prepare for the upcoming game. After the team leaves, some entity approaches him, and everything fades to black. That evening, the school's faculty meets to discuss school budget issues. Mr. Tate... You're dreaming. Absolutely no field trip to New York City. Look, I don't think that you understand. You're not getting out of Ohio. Rethink it. Afterwards, the teachers go to leave, though Principal Valerie Drake, having forgotten her keys, returns to retrieve them. In her office, she is startled by Coach Willis, who aggressively comes on to her, but claims he just wants a pencil. While unconvinced, Drake reluctantly hands him a pencil, which Willis immediately thrusts through her hand. Drake punches Willis in the face with her keys, cutting his face but also dropping her keys. This catches Willis by surprise, and Drake is able to escape past him. 
but when she gets to the entrance, she finds it chained shut, though manages to get the attention of drama teacher Mrs. Olsen outside, who had also forgotten something. Drake asks her to stay put while she goes to retrieve her keys once again. She arms herself with scissors, but fortunately Willis is gone when she re-enters her office. She retrieves her keys just as Olsen yells from outside that Willis is coming back. Drake rushes back to the door and while struggling with the keys and dropping her scissors, just barely escapes from Willis, chaining the door shut behind her. Relieved, she turns to face Olsen, who emotionlessly stabs her to death with the scissors. The following morning, six characters are introduced in cheesy fashion. Casey, a dedicated but perpetually harassed photographer for the school newspaper. Delilah, the somewhat vindictive editor-in-chief and head cheerleader. Stan, Delilah's boyfriend and football player who doesn't want to play anymore. Zeke, an intelligent drug dealer with an abhorrent haircut. Marybeth Louise Hutchinson, a naive transfer student from Atlanta who just wants to make a friend and Stokely, a lone wolf type who wears all black. In the school parking lot, Zeke is selling drugs out of his car when he is confronted by the timid Miss Burke. She expresses concern for him over his illegal activities, though Zeke makes her uncomfortable enough that she leaves. Condoms. Magnum-sized. And they're cherry-flavored. Oh, come on, Miss Burke, they're on me. Within the school, Stan tells Delilah about how he wants to stop playing football in order to focus more on school. Delilah dismisses this and tells him he should do what he's good at, not what he's bad at. You're not good at studying. Stan, you're good at football. You should stick to what you're good yeah, at. I've always been good at football. Meanwhile, Mary Beth attempts to befriend the self-imposed outcast Stokely. In passing, Delilah informs Mary Beth that Stokes is a lesbian, though in actuality Stokely has a crush on Delilah's boyfriend Stan. Marybeth, on the other hand, quickly develops a crush on Zeke after meeting him and falling for his bad boy demeanor. I'm Marybeth, Louise Hutchinson of Atlanta. Atlanta. I know. That's right, you know everything. Casey, sitting on the bleachers beside the football field during lunch, notices a strange creature in the grass. When he picks it up, he's startled by Coach Willis, who confronts him over what he's doing. You're not really into sports. I don't think a person should run unless he's being chased. Being chased. I like that. After this encounter, Casey takes the worm-like creature to science teacher Mr. Furlong. Furlong examines the specimen after dropping it into a fish tank. It swims around and even replicates. It also bites Furlong's hand when he goes to touch it, severe enough to make him bleed. Furlong believes it to be a new species of cephalopod-specific parasite, and tells the students he'll send it to the nearby university lab for further study. After swim training, Stan approaches Coach Willis and tells him he wants to quit the team. He's surprised by how Willis takes it. I'm not going to stand in the way of the human condition. You do what you have to do. Stan then goes to the shower to clean off when he hears someone approaching. He rubs the soap from his eyes and is shocked to see Mrs. Brummel. You don't know what's happening. Everyone. Brummel begs for his help as her skin deteriorates before him, a part of her scalp even coming off when Stan attempts to comfort her. Casey, also in the locker room, checks the showers upon hearing the commotion and runs to go get help. 
Both he and Stan are sat down in the office and told Brummel had been suffering from a condition related to her cancer, and that they should stay quiet about it for her sake. I hope you can understand the sensitive nature of the situation. Yeah. Delilah wants to find a story for the school newspaper, and rejects Casey's new species idea as it's too boring. Instead, she takes Casey into the faculty lounge to snoop around. Coach Willis and Mrs. Olson come in soon after, forcing Casey and Delilah to hide in the closet. There, they overhear Willis and Olson talking about how Mrs. Brummel was too old, and that's why she didn't take. They also drink a lot more water than is normal. While they're talking, school nurse Miss Harper enters the room to grab something. Olsen and Willis attack her and force her down. Willis then opens his mouth and drops a parasitic creature into her ear. <laughs> Casey and Delilah retreat to the back of the closet, where they find the body of Mrs. Brummel. Casey and Delilah flee past Olsen and Willis. Delilah splits off from Casey and runs out of the school, while Casey calls the police. The police come to the school and meet with Principal Drake, alive and well, who claims nothing is wrong. The officers check the closet but find only a CPR dummy. Principal Drake then invites one of the officers into her office. Upon returning, the officer seems different and agrees nothing is wrong and that Casey is just seeking attention. They got her. There's nothing here. Just some kid looking for some attention. The next day, Delilah finds Casey and tells them they need to find help. Knowing that both the faculty and the police are compromised, they need to find other students instead. Delilah fetches Stan while Casey gets Stokely. Meanwhile, Zeke is walking around with Marybeth when he's approached by two student customers. They act strange and buy everything he has on hand. Immediately after, he's approached by Miss Burke, who's unusually aggressive towards him. Eat me, you asshole. I'm the one with no tolerance. You pathetic little runt. Delilah, Stan, Casey, and Stokely all meet in the empty science classroom, and Casey reveals that he believes the teachers are being controlled by aliens. Stan thinks he's crazy. Zeke and Mary Beth, who had been looking for drug-making equipment in the science storage room, enter the classroom and tease Casey about his insane theory they overheard. Mr. Furlong comes in soon after and confronts the students over what they're doing. After Zeke describes what Casey was saying, Furlong becomes defensive and attempts to infect them. Sit down. Ah. Ah. Zeke manages to cut off Furlong's fingers with a paper slicer, but this only makes Furlong angry. As Furlong pins him down, Zeke stabs him in the eye with one of his drug-filled pens, which seems to kill him. The group, now knowing the truth, quickly and quietly escaped the parking lot. Along the way, they see that much, if not all, of the school has already been taken over. Zeke takes everyone to his house, where he examines the worm-like parasite that Casey got from Furlong. Using his drug lab equipment, he discovers that the parasite needs water to survive, and can be killed by his drugs because they're diuretic. Zeke makes everyone take a dose of the drugs to prove they're human. We know this out some, right? Take a hit. No way, man. I don't do drugs. Oh, come on, man. If you're not an alien, you got nothing to worry about. Casey and Stan take the drug first, then Zeke and Stokely. 
Delilah and Mary Beth debate over who should go last, but Zeke tells them to take it at the same time, despite the fact Mary Beth has claims to be allergic. They take it, and Delilah is revealed as infected. She destroys Zeke's lab and most of his drug supply before escaping. Based on science fiction speculation, the group determines that there must be an alien queen controlling all the parasites. They believe that if they find and kill the queen, everyone will revert back to normal. We only need enough to get the queen. We get her, we get them all, right? I think so. Well, where are we gonna find her? Friday night. In one place she can be. The group returns to the school that evening, where their football team is playing a game and infecting opposing players. The group believes Principal Drake is most likely to be the queen, as they know the infection started from the faculty. They trick her into the gym and tie her up. Casey prepares to stab her with a drug pen, but hesitates. Before she can escape, Stan shoots her in the head with the gun from Zeke's house. Afterwards, she starts to move again, before Marybeth pours the last of their drugs onto her face, killing her. Stan goes outside to meet with the coach and football team to see if it worked, but returns infected and isn't let back into the school. Open the door. It is so much better. There's no fear or pain. It's beautiful. With their drugs spent and a queen still on the loose, Zeke and Casey go to Zeke's car to retrieve more of the drug. Casey acts as the distraction and leads the infected football team away from Zeke. After taking shelter in a bus, Casey's confronted by the infected Delilah, who tells him he should want to be infected. We can help you belong, isn't that what you really want? He manages to escape from the bus's roof hatch and runs back to the school. At the car, Zeke encounters Miss Burke. He dives for the drug pens in his car, and she breaks through the passenger door window. Zeke drives into a bus after buckling in, causing Burke to go flying through the windshield. Despite being decapitated, Burke is still alive, and her head crawls back to her body and reattaches itself. Uh, fuck this, I'm out of here. Back at the gym, Stokely becomes suspicious of Mary Beth during a conversation about pretending to be someone you're not, and how being infected doesn't sound that bad. <laughs> Mary Beth throws Stokely to the grounds with her now-revealed tentacle arms, and it becomes obvious that she was the alien queen all along. Earlier, she had faked taking the drug, using Delilah as a distraction. Casey runs in as this is happening, and he and Stokely flee to the swimming pool. Stokely gets pulled into the pool by Mary Beth, who has revealed her true form, a giant tentacled creature. Casey manages to pull Stokely out, and they run into the locker room. Mary Beth turns back into her human form, now naked, to follow them. Zeke enters the locker room shortly after, but isn't sure who to believe, though finds it strange that Mary Beth is naked. Does it bother you, Zeke? My body? I'm getting kind of used to it myself. Zeke prepares to stab Mary Beth with a pen when he's stopped by Stokely, who turns out to be infected. Casey grabs her from behind and locks her in an equipment room. <laughs> Zeke forces Casey to take a drug test anyway, and then splits off to get Mary Beth. Mary Beth explains that she is taking over Earth because her own planet, an ocean world, is dying. 
She then transforms back into her true form and hurls Zeke across the room into several lockers, knocking him out. Casey takes his drug pens and runs back to the gym. He presses the button to begin retracting the bleachers, and then runs underneath, getting the alien queen to follow him. He narrowly escapes out the other side while the queen is trapped between the wall and the bleachers. Guaranteed to jack you up. Casey stabs the drug pen into her eye, causing parasites to explode from her, which begin burrowing into Casey's face. The queen begins to dry up and dies, causing the parasites to drop from Casey's face. Casey returns to the locker room and finds Stokely and Zeke alive and free from infection. One month later, everyone has returned to normal, and Casey is regarded as a hero by those who know what happened. Stan and Stokely begin dating, and Zeke takes Stan's place on the football team while Miss Burke intently watches him practice. Mr. Furlong has miraculously survived the attack, though has an eye patch and a bandaged hand. Casey has begun dating Delilah and prepares for another network interview. Things sure have changed, haven't they? <laughs> well, after that spectacular summary, Ian, uh, what in this movie, I want to ask first, what in this movie did it to you? Like, what, what or not to you, what did it for you? <laughs> what That's, did it to me? Yeah. <laughs> um, I liked the buildup for the most part. Uh, again, like as cheesy and goofy as this overall movie was, I liked I liked the build up. I think where the movie really suffered for me and did become somewhat painful or boring to me is when all of the students met up and were now operating as a group. I think for me, that's when things just became kind of boring. And uh, it almost felt like the story was being forced a certain way. It didn't feel like things were happening naturally. I think they could have done that uh, a lot better. I didn't mind their journey itself. My issue came with two things at that point in the movie. I'll, the first one was smaller, but it still bothered me, was that they made a big deal about not having many pens. However, the pens honestly never seemed to be in short supply. Mm. Like, e even when they ran out, it was just like, oh, God, well, we have to get more. And it's like, well, the idea was that there isn't more. It, it was like if... King Arthur was like, I have to pull the sword out of the sun. And then he couldn't. So he's just like, man, I got to get another sword. Um, <laughs> it, just, it was just like, hold on. You got you to gotta stay true to that if you're going to say there's very little supply. Um, yeah. I, I also think uh, on the theme of staying true to, I, I had a problem with the consistency of the creatures themselves. I understand, you know, they take host and a human seemingly because humans are 70% water, and I, I guess, you know, having control of them is uh, allows for, like, greater movement and whatnot. I'm not entirely sure. But, of course, then, like, I don't know, why not just be in the ocean or just water in general? That part didn't even bother me that much, but their, their abilities weren't consistent. Their, like, effects on humans, I don't think, were terribly consistent. Their, their way of replication, I wasn't sure of, so... I think that they were so vague that it didn't feel like they had limits other than, uh, I guess, what are the most important ones, which is wet is good, dry is bad. And that's pretty much the only solid thing that they give us. Uh, I will forgive it for because the, the ocean would have just been a perfect place for them. <laughs> um, but I, 
I guess it's salt water, so that would have sucked, actually. Who knows? But, like, um, a lake anywhere? <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. That's, uh, so, but I, I can forgive him for that, because the movie just, you know, you have to center it around people. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I agree. They could have been ironed out a little more. It didn't bother me too much. I'll say one thing that was odd was kind of their, to what extent can they get injured before they die? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, one guy had his fingers cut off, and he was okay, and I was like, okay, that makes sense. But uh, and then that one teacher had her, she was decapitated and then she was fine. And I was just like, holy crap. And, and also her head turned into the thing. Yeah, exactly. I was like, <laughs> hold on. You stole that. I know where this is from. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it, didn't make, it made for a pretty like fun scene and all, but it was definitely strange. Yeah, it was just, it was inconsistent because at least like with how they, like, like in the thing, how they set it up. Even as weird as it was, and even if it's improbable or impractical, or even if a lot of parts of it are vague, I mean, at least it you know it stays consistent with the fact that if you leave any part of it alive, it stays alive. Uh, like yeah. things like that, like the important things. And this movie did, like I said, have you know wet is good, dry is bad. Um, but then there are also like a lot of other weird stuff that the creature was able to do. Um, and there was even that scene like where they're in the rain and I guess the coach Willis's face like becomes really teethy. Um, so I, I don't know. It's just, yeah, the creature was pretty non-concrete, which for me, I think especially hurt it because at this point I was already feeling like the story didn't feel very natural. They were just doing whatever they wanted to with the story and forcing it that way. And so it was the same thing with the creature. They wanted the creature to do something, so they made it do that thing. They didn't really think about, should they be able to do this thing? That brings me to my second gripe, which is the big gripe I have against this movie. That actually hurts it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one thing, but it really hurt the movie, was that they were, as they like finished testing, they find out Delilah's bad and all, and they're in the car, they're wondering, like, what do we do? And then... For whatever reason, it was never discussed previously. They're just like, kill the queen. And it's like, hold on. Yeah. You just that that's what really hurt it was because you needed some kind of uh, you just needed some kind of grounds to be able to bring that up. And it would have been as easy as Elijah Woods talk. I guess uh, Casey, that's his name in the movie. Mm-hmm. Casey's talk was Stokely in the library. She could have said like they they could have easily brought it up there and she's like well they they're supposed to kill the queen in this movie but they never get to so they lose Mm -hmm. um it would have been that easy to set up that kind of foundation for what was to come but they didn't do that and they just decided to randomly throw at you oh there's a queen to kill and i totally remember that part of the movie because same i i actually uh watched it uh with my roommate alex and i remember when we got to that part it was just like wait queen theory what theory what theory did you make that there's a queen in it where does this theory come from like it was just um so yeah and i guess i just felt like that for a lot of parts of the movie where just just the way that it all came together felt a bit forced uh, some parts more than others but just overall and i think that messed with like the natural flow of the story which it just wasn't tight you know and mm-hmm. and i i like i like i really appreciate tight writing tight writing takes a lot of hard work and so when you fail to deliver anything like that it can feel a little lazy uh and so even if it's enjoyable it's like yeah but it's not that good yeah i think the other place where it hurt was the queen and just her whole gimmick yeah 
itself. Like what she was just with them the whole time. And she clearly could do a lot of stuff uh, like turn into a giant monster and slap everybody around. So there were definitely a lot of times when that would have been useful for her earlier. <laughs> so, yeah, her whole thing, it, it made her very distinguishable as the queen, but it definitely needed more to it. Mm hmm. Yeah, they, I needed a little more explanation to believe any of it. Um, it did have that classic '90s feel of like down with, down with the cliques of the school or something, you know? Yeah, <laughs> down with the system. And I was just like, okay. down with the faculty. <laughs> it, it did. Um, it did feel like um, they, in a way, they made this movie like so kids would relate to it and be like. Oh yeah, teachers are you know they're not cool and they're all you know controlled by some parasite and I, I actually remember reading on this and how like they rewrote parts of the movie to add more hip dialogue. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> so I mean, I guess so, but it definitely did not feel like uh, any team was you know there for consulting. <laughs> yeah. But I think all 90s movies had that problem. Actually, and, and funnily enough, have you ever watched uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer? I have not, no. Well, this movie really gives, uh, especially like the earlier seasons or so, of Buffy the Vampire Slayer vibes. Um, just with like with their portrayal of high schoolers. and It's cheesy, corny, and um, with like some supernatural elements that are going on. I'll say, real quick... That the queen was so massive and looked so slimy that I was weirded out that one pin did it. <laughs> I was like, wow, that, that, that's got to be some really drying drug because yeah. that was a lot of slime she had. I can't believe you counted all this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I mean, again, and, and I guess it works, but it is just kind of silly for it to be. Oh, they like they they like being really, really, really wet. And so they need to drink a lot of water. And then if you just splash some substance on them that uh, I guess soaks up water, uh, if it has a drying effect, I assume it soaks up water, then they just die. But like it doesn't have like, I mean, I do you need to cover them in it? Because, yeah, it, 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 you're right. Like it is weird that one thing because we don't even know, like, do, is there a brain specifically in a place? Um, they didn't they didn't show us anything to show that she had a specific weak spot or anything like that. And so, yeah, it's. It's a little weird. I would have liked to see him just have to stick like all the pins he had left in her or something. Yeah, or or like she he sticks one in. It seems like maybe she's dead, but then she starts moving again, and he's got he starts sticking like all of them in. Yeah, something like that. I would have liked to see a little something like that. Yeah. Um. There was one thing that it I it didn't make the movie bad, but it definitely was kind of weird, and I was just like, I don't know how I feel about this whole teacher and Zeke relationship that they have. Strange. I feel like, I feel like that's just a, should have, someone should have looked at it and been like, hold on guys. I don't know if that's a theme we want to put in this movie. Yeah. I think that was completely unnecessary and, all, yeah. and all confusing. And it was weird because like Zeke just, I mean, it seemed like he just made her uncomfortable. Uh, she wasn't very assertive and she was like, you know, please stop doing drug selling on school property and he's like no when a condom and then she's like oh gosh that's really rude and then she leaves and then like she becomes like an alien and suddenly she like becomes this i guess sexy teacher stereotype and like becomes super assertive and starts bullying him and then at the end of it it's like the teacher's like watching him play football it's just yeah you're right it's 
is I don't know what the purpose is. It's just I, weird. I feel like they were going for let's uh because Zeke had like a bunch of trouble at home and like his parents didn't really want him or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like they were trying to almost set her up as more of a role model for Zeke, like kind of a mother figure. But they did it all wrong, and it just came across as this is some weird love interest. Yeah, because they definitely they definitely tried to put. I mean, it was it was pretty blunt and how they tried to put sexual undertones there. Yeah. Um, with both her as a human and her as an alien. It was it was very weird and strange and unnecessary. <laughs> um, yeah, I do want to say uh, so. Of course, there are some things I like in this movie. After all, it is a three, not a zero. And uh, one thing that I actually uh, thought was pretty cool in this movie is when uh, Stan um, goes to take a shower, and and they they do give us a little horror shower scene. And of course, he's like in the shower and he has like soap in his eyes when he hears someone approaching him. Oh, and so you've got like that classic fear of like, oh, gosh, I got to get my eyes open to see what's there. And then uh, and then they had the little scare with uh, I think it was Mrs. Brummel or something who was falling apart because of the uh, she was too old to take the the alien. That that was that was that was interesting. And it was also a good way to. um I don't know if they fully utilized it, but it was a good way to introduce both Casey and Stan to the possibility of something weird going on. I I'd agree. I did like that scene. It really set like this nice tone for the movie. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to see like, and I think this would have just made it more of a horror movie, like some people getting infected or the aftermath, like seeing a body on the ground. That's all messed up of some people that they tried to take, but then they were too old. So they just died off. Or if like they would have left like corpses of old bodies on the ground because they didn't want to uh, possess the body or whatever, but they didn't want them around. So it was just kill the old people. And, and you know, what? if they wanted to uh, explore this because they, they had this um, weird part of the parasite where it had teeth, right? And like it bit John Stewart's hand. Yeah. And, and that was interesting. And then, of course, they also have Willis and his like a, his weird teeth stuff when it starts raining. I think what they could have done if they wanted to is make them be able to, like, eat people or something. Yeah, use that teeth as a weapon. Yeah, and so, like, and then you can have that extra scary part of, like, oh, my gosh, like, they're they're hiding the old potty by eating her. Oh, my goodness. I, I do agree that the teeth needed to be used more because there was a lot of emphasis put on it, both mm-hmm. in that raining on the field scene and that biting the finger scene. Yep, but there was ultimately no purpose to it. Yeah, I guess it just bit him in the tank just to be a jerk. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> like, it didn't even, it, you know, it they didn't make us think that, that could infect someone or anything. Um, so, yeah, it was just kind of uh, random. I mean, it's just like with how, uh, I forget her name, is Miss Burke maybe? Miss Burke, I think? Yeah. When her head, like, comes off and it starts crawling around, like the spider head from the thing. There was no real purpose to that other than eh, just kind of cool. Um, there was no setup for it. There was no follow up to it. So it's the same thing with the teeth. Like, again, it just feels like I just want the creature to do this thing. So I'm going to have it do this thing. Yeah, I think that they had to make her head come back because otherwise she couldn't have been sitting in the football stands later for Zeke. But yeah, no, it, as like a function of the parasite itself, it didn't mean anything. But yeah, story-wise, it needed to happen, but they could have done it a different way for sure. The shock factor is fine, of course, with the teeth or like if they had eaten someone or something like that. 
but at least there's there's some sort of setup for that. Um, there's some reason behind it. Uh, her head crawling around. There was no reason for it other than it had come off and it needed to go back on. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So it would have been nice to see more consistency there. But back to what I do like about the movie. Um, like I said, I think when it hits the middle part of the movie is where I lose a lot of interest. But how they actually have all the students operating before and have the the story come together before, I think is all pretty well done. How they set up all the characters, how they introduce all the characters. It's not like they're incredibly interesting, but uh, it's the 90s, so they're okay. <laughs> um, yeah, it was 90s. It also, it just had like that 90s charm without being like cringy. And it was just, it was kind of like almost nostalgic to see. Yeah. And so, so yeah, I, I definitely, I don't have any problems with the way that they did that because you're right it, it, it the way that they did it is kind of charming so i don't mind the characters that way um and i i liked the way that they operated before it, it was it was good it was fine it was a good setup and they could have delivered on it but ultimately my problem comes with the latter half of the movie specifically the middle part where they sort of fail to set up the latter part because that's where your problem with them mentioning some queen comes up that is not set up at all like there's just that middle part fails to connect the the cool beginning with the cool end they sort of just tried to force it in a certain direction i'd agree that it was it did feel a little forced because of that middle part and i didn't i really didn't have too much to complain about the last part yeah um yeah it just was poorly set up so it just came off weaker that's when i started enjoying it again is when they're back in the school and like you know it turns out that she's the queen and they're also like you know running from the football team like that yeah it, it feels like all right it's got that charm it's kind of funny but it's also you know it's, it's interesting um yeah I, I think the beginning and the ends are, are good even you know considering the charm and everything maybe they're not like top notch or anything but they're good and i enjoy them um yes yeah, so it's it's that middle part that just 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 kind of flopped just, and it, it would have been so easy just to bring up that theory in the library before, and that would have made it so much stronger. Yeah. Uh, if there was just that, just that foundation put there. Did you think that um, uh, that Zeke looked like Forrest Gump a little bit with that haircut? It was definitely a Forrest Gump haircut vibe. Yeah. <laughs> really, I think that him and the teacher just saw that they both have terrible haircuts, and they were just like, that's the one. I think that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do also find it humorous. The actor that plays Stokely, uh, who's like the the lone wolf who wears all black, of course. Um, Her actress is known for usually playing uh, an aggressive lesbian type, for lack of better (laughs) words. But it was weird in this movie how I get, you know, she could have been bi or something, but how they made her love interests straight. Um, Like, I don't know, it was just... It was kind of weird. It, I thought that was kind of a thing that makes it less okay today, you know? Like how movies like White Chicks or something can never get made today. Mm-hmm. Um, and because, yeah, they, they sold it as that's something she tells people so that they won't want to talk to her. And I was like, damn. That's, yeah. That is brutal. At <laughs> <laughs> it was it's a little weird how they how they came about it. And, you know, it is the 90s, so I, I know that it's, it's not abnormal for that to be the case back then but definitely watching it now it's like i don't i don't know about that <laughs> it, it made me think of that meme of like that kitty that says like don't talk to me i'm angry mm-hmm. but instead it's like don't talk to me i'm lesbian like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was just it, it was it was definitely weird how they set that up and how they like 
I don't know how they sort of forced a a heterosexual interest for her. Like, I'm not saying they had to have lesbian interest, but the fact that they had to have a straight interest was just, I don't know. It gave me the wrong feeling. It, it was it was just a little weird situation to navigate. It wasn't terrible by any means, but no. it, I was just confused. Exactly. It was the same thing with the teacher interest. It's like, I feel like this movie doesn't really need these love interests. Um, yeah. I, th- I think it was just like a thing back then. We're like, oh, they're high schoolers, so we need them to like fall in love with each other. Like how they forced, um, or at least I say forced, because that's how it felt to me. Uh, like the rest of the movie, I feel like all these love interests were just kind of made to be. Um, and like Delilah falls in love with like Casey, uh, which also I don't think has any more setup other than when they're in the closet. And she's like, oh, you think I'm cool sometimes? Yeah, it's just... It just felt like, oh, yeah, the movie's ending, so we need to hook all these high schoolers up with each other um, so that, you know, we can end the movie. This movie's definitely far from the only one who does that, but they do do it to such a degree where they set every single character up at the end, and all of them, it feels kind of forced. Yeah, it. Uh, I definitely think the movie could have gone without. I do think that that was just the 90s movie thing, and yeah. it was just saying, like, but look at this, guys. The the geeky nerdy kid who has his balls slammed against posts can hook up with a head cheerleader. It's yeah, exactly. Like, oh my god, <laughs> social clicks down. Wow, <laughs> society's better now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I think I think it would have maintained maintained more charm if I like did the opposite. And was like, all right, see you around. I I think if it were made today, yeah, it would have more of an ending like that. Yeah, but. I, I don't I don't hold the ending against it too much just no. because it is it is just like kind of that 90s movie quality thing. Yeah, it really I only talk about it because it's it's like yet another one of those things that just it feels a little bit forced. Yeah. And and that's like my main gripe with the movie is how parts of it feel forced because they lack setup that that just goes along with that. Yeah, no, it, it does fall short in just a few areas. And that's why I can't hit it with that full 10. But like I said, it's, it is. It holds a lot of 90s movie qualities without being cringy, which lots of 90 movies are. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is your classic 90s movie with just kind of like a cut above, which I I think is just kind of what does it for me. I was just like, this is it's enjoyable in a weird nostalgia. Look at this era kind of way. Totally. And and, and I do. And I totally understand that. Um, like like when you see the the names come up when they're introducing like each protagonist. Oh yeah. You see their name come up and all that and like a freeze frame or something. Um, Yeah. I, I, I think, uh, I think this movie is, and also can be a very enjoyable, um, even all the way through. I think with the way that I enjoy movies nowadays, um, it's become more difficult for me to enjoy that. Uh, but even so, I still found this movie. It, it made me laugh, and I did enjoy watching it. Um, I just, I can't bring myself to rate it more than a three. I hear you. If, if someone were to give it like a nine or a ten, I'd be like, hold on. Yeah. Hold okay. On. Let's slow down. Let's let's watch it again. <laughs> <Slow down>. <laughs> That's right. But honestly, like, I, I definitely, I think anywhere between three and seven uh, is. Yeah. I really feel like that's the kind of like range for this movie. Yeah. I, I can I can even see the eights we got. Yeah. Um. Just if you're less particular about some things. Yeah. If you if you just watch movies to have fun and you do not care, like if it's bad, it's almost a plus. 
I could see this movie being an eight. Yeah, if um, if yeah. you're not critically analyzing it as you go through, yeah. I think that when you start critiquing it like we are, when you start having to like look at the little things, it does tend to fall apart. It it will fall apart a little bit, but to what degree does that bother you can vary. Exactly. And it bothers me enough <laughs> to give it That's a understandable. <laughs> uh, are you ready to hop into our surveys again? I think it's around that time. Yeah, let's do it. Well, as we said, with a average was a 6.5 with the mode, I suppose, for looking at a data set was in the number eight. Mm. And we asked how scary it was for them. We had like ones and twos and then five and sevens. I am so surprised that I'm shocked there were seven sevens. There. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's, there's, there's multiple sevens. Oh, there. my. That's the craziest part. <laughs> that is, I, I am shocked. I didn't feel much of a fear factor. I feel like, if anything, they put it there because it was like a gross factor in the shower with her scalp coming off. Oh, that could be. That's the only part I can see, really. Or actually, you know, some people actually have particular fears about worms under their skin, things like oh, that. Oh, that's true. Um, and this movie does hit on that purposefully. I mean, there's even that scene where after Casey kills the queen, like, as as the queen's dying, like, worms had, like, gotten to his face and were trying to, like, crawl into him and i could see yeah. that being pretty scary for for people with fears related to that i i did like that the worms came out and i guess on the way out they like patched up the holes they made or something i don't yeah, know <laughs> his face is pretty okay after yeah <laughs> it was it, it is kind of funny how that how that worked because they just um, like kind of fell out even though they burrowed in. yeah <laughs> i would have that loved if they just like left the worms in but they just stopped moving and so his face just had worms embedded in it now. that's what i thought was gonna happen there's gonna have to be like a surgery scene or something of just like how did you get these in you and then they would have had to give some like really weird 90s explanation of like i fell in the football field and it's just like what i would have added two extra points <laughs> to my <laughs> score if they'd done that um well ian that brings us into our next thing actually what aspects of the movie scared, disturbed you the most, or path of fear? Hmm. We had four options. The idea that anyone could be the enemy. That the ticket out, so like their the the drug being their like kind of I don't know the weapon, mm -hmm. the destined weapon to win. Uh, that was in scar supply. The worms crawling underneath the skin, or authority being dangerous. Hmm. Which do you think took the cake? I think it comes down to uh, not being able to trust people and the worms under the face. Um, while we do have sevens, um, and I, I kind of have an assumption that that has to do with the worms under the face, I would actually, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that it's um, the, the trust, the trust one, not knowing who to trust. The anyone could be the enemy or authority being dangerous. Oh, the anyone is both be kind the of enemy. a interest. Okay, and then what do you? There, I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you this. There are two that didn't get voted on. Which two? Okay. Um, I don't think the short, the one in short supply, like, uh, like, the weapon being in short supply, is going to have votes. Um, okay. Just because I don't think the movie really, like, it it mentioned it, but it didn't really go into it as much as they could have i think yeah um which i think is even something you you brought up yeah let's see then it's between authority being the enemy and uh, 
the worms on the skin. So I'm definitely thinking that it's going to be the authority being the enemy. Um, okay. Yeah. So what interested me about you saying, like, I can understand the sevens because of the worms under the skin, it wasn't voted on. Wow. So that, that is, is not why people were scared. <laughs> okay. I mean, that that is highly surprising to me. Yeah. Uh, no, I think it was like one vote for authority being dangerous and the rest where anyone could be the enemy. Well, hey, I mean, at least I got that. Yeah, you, got, you got the cake. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, uh, you mentioned that and I looked, at the, I looked at the little pie chart and I was like, hold on, though, Ian. I don't know if that's why people were scared. <laughs> that is very yeah. fair. Um, that if is you curious. Do us a favor and tell us if you were scared of the movie, uh, tell us why it scared you. Like, just hop in our Discord and literally just shoot us a message. Like, add us and tell us why. What aspects were scary to you? Because I'm very curious. I I am glad, though, because I think the the old me <laughs> would have gone for the worms on the skin because I think that's the <laughs> most in your face. But I think it was just recently, I think I did that in The Thing, and it turns out uh, being like the, ba- the, basically being the, you don't know who to trust sort of a thing. Um, yeah, it was very Thing-esque. Yeah, exactly. So that's, I, really. that, that's why I went for that. I'm like, all right, I made this mistake last time. I'm going to self-correct. <laughs> I hope I'm right. And I was, so there you go. Um, well, so then we had our open response question. The characters often have to check each other to see if they're safe at the cost of their precious resource to save them. Mm-hmm. How often do you make someone test if you're in this situation? Um, more or less than our characters? What What do you think you do, Ian? How often do you have people test? I think that you just have to test based on people like splitting off and coming back. So you think they did a kind of an appropriate amount? You know, it's hard to say because I feel like they were so disorganized and... yeah. There wasn't really explanations given for why they split up. I don't know why Stan went out to the football field alone to like check if people were people again. I mean, they could have given an explanation for this, but they didn't for why uh, Casey and Zeke went off and Stokely and uh, uh, Mary Beth uh, stayed in the school. Oh, that one kind of made sense to me, actually. I was okay with that one. I mean, like, it, it, I can come up with an explanation of, like, oh, yeah, I mean, two can, you know, maneuver easier to get to the car. Like, I kind of get that. But they don't really provide that explanation. It just kind of happened. Um, so yeah, I, I guess the two being left is the issue to take there. Yeah. I mean, like, what what are they doing? They should be doing something, right? Yeah, and I suppose my my reasoning, if I were in that situation to do something like that, would be... If they end up failing, then at least there's some kind of hope that those two are still in the gym. Yeah, they don't have but they didn't set up a plan for like, oh, what if we don't come back? You know? Yeah, that would have that would have helped us. I agree. Yeah. So I think I think they were just more disorganized than I would try to be. Um, Anytime the group would I think at all costs, the group would not split up at all. Uh, If absolutely necessary is when you come back together, you all have to you have to give each other the tests. So do you, what does it boil down to? So you, you said that they're more disorganized, <laughs> but what does it boil down to? And do you, would you be doing it a lot or just not too frequently? Uh, I would try to not do it frequently at all because okay. uh, by staying together in a group for as long as possible. All right. I hear you. Um, personally, this is pretty terrible. I would take the route of constantly being really paranoid of everyone else mm-hmm. and very rarely using it and relying more on if they start being weird, I kill them. <laughs> because <laughs> i'm like i can't waste all these drugs man they just say something that's a little too hopeful yeah optimistic and you're like all right that's yeah. it that's not you 
Like they're like, what if the aliens really just make us live though? And I just like that's <laughs> immediately <You're done>. shoots. <laughs> um well our responses from our audience were our first one is probably more than the characters. That's paranoia for you. So yeah, if you're if you're naturally a paranoid person, yeah, I can see that. You're mm-hmm. just going through all the drugs all the time. I think Zeke was supposed to be that way. Um because like, like for example, when uh they were in the locker room and they were running from the queen, uh he still made Casey take the drugs. Yeah. I'll say what I'm sorry, but it is isn't it kind of funny that the drugs were like basically just mashed up caffeine pills? Well, that's I found that funny because I was like, if that's what it takes to dry them out, then I mean, like, I feel like just pouring a bunch of salt on them will dry them. Yeah, I <laughs> <laughs> just carry around like pocket salt and be like, yeah, gotcha. That's a very good point. Why don't, why don't you just have them <laughs> sniff some some salt? I mean, surely it's no more dangerous than yeah. uh, than caffeine pills. Or if like, and if you just want to make a safe place, just like buy a bunch of dehumidifiers or something. <laughs> Set them up in a room and be like, "Can't come in now." That's right. Get erected. Just um, take shelter in a in a sauna, a dry sauna. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, that would be the perfect test. Like instead of a decontamination chamber, you have to sit in a dry sauna for thirty minutes. <laughs> Dude, I was in a sauna a while back, um, over the summer, because I went swimming, and there was this older dude there and i got to talking to him some and he had a bunch of interesting stuff to say but he was totally okay with the sauna i was like i haven't been in a sauna in ages and he kept me there like 30 minutes more than i wanted to be in there <laughs> so i stepped down i was like dear lord it's just like lightheaded <laughs> yeah like i was actually like lightheaded and i was just like i don't know what i'm going to do now i just need i need to just lie down it was just brutal <laughs> it was i, I gotta drink some water after that I drank all my, I chugged so much water. I was like, just <laughs> water was going down my gullet the whole day. Oh man. Dear Lord. Anyways. Um, yeah. Back to the, back to the survey. I, so the next would be, I would test about the same they did because there isn't a lot of supply. Uh, I see what you're saying. However, I think they tested a whole lot more for there not being a lot of supply. That's true. Um, I feel like they also, they, they could have been more strategic by how they did it. I think. Yeah. Uh, I did like that her being the queen, though, ended up justifying her stupid decision to pour out all the drugs, though. Yeah, that was that was actually well done. Yeah, because at first I was like, well, that's just dumb. What a dumb way to move the plot. But then I was like, hold on, that's genius. Yeah, it actually makes sense. I'm so surprised. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Next one is every time anyone is out of sight, which I guess that is kind of how they did it, more or less. I feel like you're you just the way you said it, though, I feel like you would be more organized about it like Ian. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like with The Thing. I mean, it's very similar. And they took a lot yeah. of inspiration for The Thing as well as, um, I think they even referenced it in the movie, but uh, there's like another uh, movie about like pods or something. Uh, but regardless, like in The Thing, you know, you have McCready gather everyone up in like one room and like tie, make everyone tie themselves to chairs and like then go around testing. Like that's that's yeah. organization for you. But these these kids, man, these kids, they just they just send Stan out alone. <laughs> <laughs> um, my next one is I test about the same amount as the characters did. I think their strategy was pretty good. Anytime someone is away from the group for a while or have a close encounter with the parasite, test them. One thing I do different is split the drugs and the pins in half. It seems that there's a good amount of the drugs in there. So why waste a whole pen for a test? Yeah, that's a good point. 
Yeah, but they didn't really state how much of the drug you got to take. I mean, if so. one pen can kill a queen. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Stands to reason it just takes a speck to kill anyone. Mm-hmm. Our next one is also, I didn't understand why they needed to use the drug specifically from how they explained it. You just need something that dries water out to kill them. Throw salt on them and call it a day. That's what I'm saying. That's right. Yep. Just pocket salt. Because, I mean, salt in regular people's eyes is painful. It would <laughs> completely, like, disable an alien. I remember... For whatever reason, I was carrying around like pocket. It wasn't sand, but it was pocket jerky one day because I had like a bag of beef jerky. Mm-hmm. Um, but like so much of it, like all the little crumbs of beef jerky spilled out of my pocket. And I ran up to one of our friends in high school later and I, I they were just like we were jokingly like challenging each other, getting ready for a fight. And I throw a bunch of beef jerky in their face. <laughs> and I can tell you it wasn't pleasant for them. Was, <laughs> so salt would be even worse. <laughs> well, maybe just carry around jerky, you know? Yeah, there you go. Just slap them with jerky to test them. <laughs> um, I remember I got some in my own eyes, too, somehow. And it was just like, wow, that isn't fun. That is surprisingly painful. <laughs> mm-hmm. Who knew? Uh, our next one is also, I didn't under... Oh, our, no, wait, I read that one. I'm tempted to say about as often as the characters, since they do, win after all. However, it seems like you could probably do significantly lower doses for checks and still get a good read. Really, I think they split up too often, which results in more testing needed. Which, yeah, I think is the heart of what we're getting at. Yeah, I, th- I think that gets at a Organize few more, our... test less. Yeah, so far what I've learned is uh, don't just use caffeine pills. You can use yeah. any dry and Asian, including salt. Um, as well as, uh, I mean, you could even probably use, like, powdered detergent. Um, honestly, pretty much anything. Uh, do but... <laughs> What I'm curious it's about is what else was in this thing. Because like it was mostly caffeine pills we established that, but then what else is there to make like Casey have that I weird know. loopy reaction? Just, I know, right? Like he just said like household up- products, and I was like, that's a lot of things right there. Hold on. <laughs> he said household stuff. Um, which is yeah. just Yep. I don't I don't understand. I mean, uh, to be honest, I don't know what the reaction w- is from sniffing caffeine pills, but I can't imagine it will make you yeah. go maniac or ma- what do you call it? Manic. Manic. Yeah. So I'm very worried about what they were ingesting. <laughs> I did like that Casey at the end was just like, I'm saying double. <laughs> I was just like, you've done a lot of drugs, Casey. I understand. <laughs> <all that's... laughs> uh, um, yeah, but I, I guess that I guess that last one definitely uh, summarizes the like be more organized when like when you split up, basically. Yeah. Um, and then also uh, use less drugs per each test. And then, of course, we have uh, the other ones being like also used not just that drug, but other stuff, too. So, yeah, all um, good points. Our last bit, our last one here is just every hour, damn it, not in my school. Okay. <laughs> just keep it consistent. Well, there's one thing I want to say before we head out, which I love this little subtlety they put in there. Uh, it was just like this little subtle made it because it could have easily been written in a line or like. It was kind of that, like, when Luke Skywalker is going to blow up the Death Star and Obi-Wan says, the Force is with you or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but when Casey is, like, confronting the Queen and behind him, written on the wall, it's, a, it's like a school slogan, but it says the power comes from within. And I was like, I like that. That's subtly <laughs> inserting that in there for us. Very interesting. That's that's pretty cool. Um, So, yeah. Any, any last thoughts you have before we head on out Ian um I think we've I think we've said most everything but just to summarize um 
I think that you can get a lot of enjoyment out of this movie, especially through nostalgia and the charmy corniness of it. Um, I think story-wise, it has a lot of issues, especially in the middle of setup and follow-through uh, and just consistency. Um, some parts of it do feel forced because of the lack of that. Um, but overall, it's, uh, it definitely can be an enjoyable experience. It, depending on how much inconsistency you can forgive um in light of in light of the charming corniness i i want to say that casey in the movie is like never going to have kids with the whole ball slamming against the pole (laughs) that they had in the beginning which apparently happens to him a lot like yeah it wasn't the first time because they said like get him to the pole and everyone was like yeah i know what that means and i was like hold this is terrible that's so and he even just like and like I guess maybe he was used to it at that point I don't know but he just fell on the ground and he just hurt for a little bit like I would have just been like in tears I would have just like lied down and just never spoken to anyone again he's got balls of steel man yeah that was that just looked so painful they've just become so calloused now that they're basically yeah, exactly. a hard shell <laughs> um, you're welcome for that image <laughs> yep um well everybody thank you all so much for stopping by we are Paz of Fear. Check out our Discord in the description if you'd like to hop in on our movies, watch some with us, and give us your take on it for us to look at. Uh, we also stream Mondays and Wednesdays, and occasionally other times now, as I've been doing, uh, on twitch.tv slash Paz of Fear. Yeah. And our website should be up soonish here. PazofFear.com. I'm hoping to actually get that up this week. Um, because we are doing, we are planning a special, uh, podcast movie thing stuff, maybe some stream, we'll see. We're planning some special stuff. It's not concrete yet, but some special stuff for Halloween because this is a horror movie podcast. Um, and I'm hoping to have the website up before then. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you all so much. And y'all have a lovely day. Relieved, she turns to face Olsen, who emotional. Relieved, she turns to face Olsen, who emotional, uh, emotionlessly, emotion, emotionlessly, emotionlessly, emotionlessly. Relieved, she turns to face Olsen, who emotional. Um, oh my God! What a word. <laughs>